There's a big one coming up, Derek. Michigan, Ohio State. And I know we always want to talk about, you know, Michigan's in a position to finally win this game. But let's play devil's advocate. Advocate. I hardly could say that word. What is What happens if Michigan loses this game? That's going to be the topic today. What happens if Michigan drops to Ohio State for the 35th straight season? I think it's going to be pretty ugly, but we can dive into it in excruciating detail. So, Derek, uh, in, a, in a general sense, before we go any further, what does that mean if Michigan loses to Ohio State? Well, I think it's obviously devastating for all parties involved, mostly uh, the athletes on the field and the coaches. Uh, you'll see a lot of Jim Harbaugh that close but still can't get it done. Uh, you'll you'll see a narrative of even in a year where Michigan was favored or even in a year where uh, Michigan should have beat the Buckeyes. Uh, a lot of people are calling this a really bad Buckeyes team, which I, I, don't, I don't fully agree with. Uh, I think we'll see – a lot of negativity, obviously. I think the fan base will throw a fit, as as they do often for things uh, even not related to Michigan football. Well, you, uh, you think you think Michigan fans will be negative? Yeah, you know that's the thing is they're negative even when positive <laughs> happens, and so true. I, I personally don't want to imagine uh, what it will be like, but I've got to assume we talked last week about comparing the 2018 squad to the 2016 squad. I have a feeling it'll be very similar to that feeling. I guess it all plays out to, or it all it depends on how the game plays out. Is it a double overtime loss where you feel like the refs uh, gave the game away? Or is it a, a, a beatdown where Ohio State just shows dominance at home? Or is it is it a, a heartbreaking, uh, you know, Michigan had a chance, but Shea Patterson throws an interception. I think that that really changes the narrative as well. But overall uh, devastation uh, and I think maybe just disappointment in terms of you know you felt like they had it going uh, they, they couldn't finish the season as always and and so with that devastation uh, I, I think also uh, there won't be uh, for me I guess you can't say you could be completely surprised because this is a, a rivalry that in the last decade has been, uh, dominated by Ohio State. And like you said, it feels like it's been 35 times in a row that Michigan's lost. And so I guess it's just kind of, it is what it is if it happens. Uh, but I definitely think that because of the season Michigan's had going for them so far, that it would be a little bit more devastating uh, than it has been, at least in recent history, outside of 2016. If you had asked me this question in the beginning of the season, I think I would have talked a lot more about Jim Harbaugh than the Michigan football program because he was the one who was catching most of the flack, not being able to beat rivals, win in big games, but he's done that for the most part this season. I mean, Michigan has won big games. It's been a tremendous turnaround when you look at the past few seasons. So I think the buck moves now to the program. What do you do against your rivals in a broader sense, not just head coach versus head coach, which would still be talked about, obviously, because then, you know, Jim Harbaugh would be still winless against his biggest rival. But since Michigan has done so well, especially against teams like Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Penn State, 
the narrative shifts a little bit, in my opinion, to the broader program perspective playing your rival, which is the way that I think it should be anyway. But uh, I I think we're finally going to get back to that point. And it feels weird to have a sense of relief (laughs) when we're talking about Michigan losing to Ohio State. But you know, should that happen, I think it'll just be nice to to not have the spotlight on on one head coach and you know what has he done against his rivals. I think Michigan and Jim Harbaugh they've done enough this year to to move the narrative a little bit. Yeah, I agree, and I think that's the biggest difference between this year and last year is the the fact that there were so many losses kind of piling up that the season became very predictable at the end. Uh, Michigan just didn't have anything going for them, lost all kind of momentum that they had. Had been through three quarterbacks at that point. And this year, when you take care of business and win in the fashion that you've won uh, in big games, uh, I think that it at least makes the game, one, more appealing on a national level. It's not Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, Michigan's a, a five and six team heading into the game. Uh, it's two top 10 teams. Um, that are going to battle it out. And obviously it's it's a game where Michigan looks better on paper, which, yes, they haven't had a lot of success in the last 10 years, 15 years. But also at the same time, Michigan's rarely looked like the better team uh, entering into the game. And so it's at least at the level where uh, people are going to tune in. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the highest rated game of the year. Uh, it's, it's one of those games where it's, the rivalry kind of speaks for itself. It's excitement. It's the end of the year. There's playoff implications on the line. It's right where you want Michigan, Ohio State to be. And so I think that also helps the narrative of, hey, you know, this was a number four team, and, and we had a lot of expectations out of the Wolverines this year. Uh, but they played, again, a good Buckeyes team, a team that's been good year after year after year. So, I, again, the loss is always going to hurt everyone involved. But – I'm with you in the sense that I think it's it's different this year if you lose the game. Uh, and I wouldn't say, I don't want to call it a loss, just not not completing the season that you had hoped for. But you still have a chance to, to play in the New Year's Six Bowl at that, at that, uh, if that happens. And I, and I think that Michigan could still dominate in a game like that. And if you can finish the season with 11 wins, that's still Jim Harbaugh's best season. Uh, even though people are kind of national championship or bust, uh, especially Michigan fans. That's an interesting point about Michigan finally being the better team in this game. 2015, that's a good Michigan team, but definitely not better than Ohio State. And they got smoked. Got smoked, yeah. Second half got away from them big time. Uh, 2016, really good Michigan team, but still, I, I... I don't know if you could make a really good argument that they were better than Ohio State. No, not after they lost the way they did to Iowa. Right, and, and you could you could maybe argue that they were like neck and neck, but you wouldn't be able to make the case that Ohio State was worse than Michigan, yep. I think is a better way to put that. And then last season, obviously, Michigan doesn't hold a candle to Ohio State, but um, you know, still somehow gets ahead by two touchdowns. And it was the first time they'd done it in – this first two touchdown lead, I think I saw a stat during that game in, in years, which is just so frustrating to think about. So I, I think you're right in that Michigan is finally going to be viewed as the better team going into this game. And of course, you know, Ohio State could could go out and lose to Maryland and and uh that would definitely solidify that. But it's not like Ohio State can can do something 
and the one week it has before playing Michigan that would make people think, you know what, they're actually the better team. We've had a whole season now to sit here and watch them and compare them, and it seems kind of evident that Michigan's got the better, more complete team. Of course, that doesn't mean they're going to win on the field, but it, it it's, it's already a shift from what we've seen in the past, even when comparing it to 2016 when Ohio State had a really good team. Yeah, when when I look at kind of the way things have turned in this rivalry, you can't say, okay, Michigan's beating Ohio State finally. Hopefully this is the year uh, where things kind of turn around. But what I've seen from Ohio State, I think in the last three years, and not to take anything away from the success that they've had consistently, I don't want to sound like a biased fan here, but I'm less impressed with Ohio State really each year. I was I was impressed with them in 2015. Again, that was a game where, where they won 42 to 13. You didn't really think Michigan had much of a chance. They had lost to Michigan State the week before, uh, who was playing a backup quarterback, uh, and ran and Ohio State ran Zeke Elliott like five times. Uh, he comes out and runs the ball like 300 times against Michigan. Finally, has the game that anyone is expecting him to to have before he goes pro. And then in 2016, it was a team that, again, a good Michigan team that slipped up against Iowa. Uh, but Ohio State was a better team, but you thought they have a chance. They were really, really close. Last year, Michigan, I think, had less business being in that game than they did in, in 2015 because at least Jake Rudock was October, November Jake Rudock and playing really well. Uh, last year's team was regressing more than a team we've seen in a long time. And they still had that lead. They had a chance at the end to tie it. Uh, they blew that opportunity, obviously. And and then this year, Ohio State looks even less impressive than a year ago. And so I feel like Michigan is on the climb. They still have some things to prove. They had the down year last year. But not only does Michigan feel like the better team this year, it almost feels like with patience, the culture has shifted, and these two teams are more evenly matched than ever before. And I think no matter how this year plays out, you've got to have confidence when you circle the game uh, at the end of each season or at the beginning of each season looking towards the end, really more so than ever before because five years ago, six years ago, Michigan didn't have a hope, it seemed like, uh, outside of the season where Ohio State was was between coaches and, and, and really bad. And now I think that the, the narrative has changed in general of this is a very good Michigan team against a very good Ohio State team, and hopefully things are more even and you can look back 10 years from now and say, hey, they, they went 5-5 five and five against each other. What a good rivalry this has kind of restored to be, uh, not only just one of the biggest in the country, but one of the most competitive in the country. And that's really all you can hope for as a fan of college football and obviously as a Michigan fan. Just win, win the game for once, and things would feel so much better for everybody involved. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because it's finally like a real possibility and it looks good, but I'm thinking way more about the postseason than I have in the past. Yeah. Like a Big Ten football championship going on to the playoffs. And it all hinges on this one game. Again, assuming you know Michigan, Ohio State don't slip up in the week before. That to me, I think, takes precedent over the the narrative of, of losing to your rival co- consistently. I, I think that's more important right now. The fact that Michigan hasn't been 
even a, a real they've been a contender in the Big Ten, but they haven't turned that into much of anything. And so I think I think that needs to become the thing that we as fans start focusing more on. The fact that Michigan really needs to start doing something to compete in the Big Ten for a for a conference championship. From there you can go on to the playoffs and you know do whatever you can there. But I'm I'm just so I'm I'm so ready for Michigan to be playing in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, not just because I happen to live here, but I'm so ready for them to be competing on that level for a conference championship. And it's Ohio State that stands in the way. So as much as we would talk about Michigan not being able to beat a rival and Jim Harbaugh not being able to beat a rival and on and on and on, it's like, dude, at the end of the day, they're this blocked them from being able to play for a conference championship. And if, if you don't want to talk about that, then I don't understand why you played the, the first 12 games of the season. It doesn't make much sense. Yeah. When I, when I think of that, I was rooting for Ohio state in terms of, I wanted the Michigan Ohio state matchup to be uh, the best it could be in terms of where Ohio state is in the polls and where Michigan is in the polls. But also wouldn't have minded uh, a Michigan State victory just for the fact that it allowed Michigan the easiest path to get to the Big Ten Championship. I mean, Northwestern wrapped up uh, that side of the division and, and, and awaits whoever will be playing them. That, to me, would at least get Michigan in the Big Ten Championship conversation. Now, a Big Ten Championship after beating Ohio State is much more meaningful than the Big Ten Championship over Northwestern. Uh, uh, if you lost to Ohio State in the regular season finale. But at the end of the day, it's still a Big Ten championship. And as you look back, yeah, sure, we'll remember that, oh, you played a, a Northwestern team that you'd already beat, uh, almost flipped up against them, already beat in the regular season and and couldn't take care of business at Ohio State, but found a way to kind of rebound and and get some positive momentum going into the the postseason and, and won the Big Ten championship finally. I would have been curious to see, okay, can't beat the rival, but win a Big Ten championship. Are fans happy? Is the media happy with Harbaugh's ability to do that? Or is it just simply, okay, you've got to beat Ohio State to get to the Big Ten championship? Because like you said, most years in the past and most most years going forward, that will be the game that decides the Big Ten championship. Yes, Penn State can have good years. Yes, Michigan State can have good years. There could be teams um, that were not even – mentioning historically that could maybe get to that uh, the, that ability to make that game. But more than likely, it's going to be Michigan-Ohio State. Uh, the w- way the season's turned out, Michigan will have to face Ohio State and win that game to make the Big Ten championship, which feels even better if both of those things happen. But, you know, I was really kind of curious to what feeling would it be if Michigan lost to Ohio State but still won the Big Ten championship. That would have been very unique, I feel. Oh, that I think it would have sucked because Michigan would have been a, a two-loss conference champion, but it's not like they beat Wisconsin. They beat Northwestern. And so, like, what, what kind of weight is Northwestern going to give you in the eyes of the playoff committee? Probably not much, you know, even though, I mean, they're technically a division champion and, and they did turn their season around pretty quickly. I just... I don't think the committee would look at that scenario and, and be uh, compelled to include Michigan 
in the top four. No, so, and they and they absolutely wouldn't be. And that's that was kind of my point is it's almost not a conversation like college football playoff at that point. It's just, hey, Jim Harbaugh got his Big Ten championship. That's what you brought him in to do. I agree with you. I'm one, I'm not happy. Uh if I mean, end goal, you want to make the college football playoff. I mean, there's been years where where Michigan State made the playoff and got stomped. Ohio State made the playoff and got stomped by Clemson the year that they, they beat Michigan in, in double overtime. That would suck, too. I don't want to have a number one Alabama versus number four Michigan and have it be a, a 28-3 to three ball game. Like, that doesn't feel good. But if you beat Ohio State and you win the Big Ten championship, it's almost like baby steps, like you, you've got in there. So technically, in the scenario that I presented, Michigan would have been a Big Ten champion. No, they wouldn't have made the college football playoff. Yes, it would have uh, sucked that they didn't beat Ohio State. But if you're looking for Big Ten championships, that could have been a scenario this year. And it's still technically, if you look back in history, it's a Big Ten championship that Harbaugh won. So this year, it's the path's not that. They're going to have to go – through uh, beating Indiana, and then you have to take care of business at Ohio State, which I believe both are very possible. But yeah, you have three games to win still until you can still be, or until you can even still be considered for the college football playoff. You lose one of those games, and your chances as a two-loss team uh, are probably out the window with how competitive uh, the first six teams are so far. Okay, this whole show has been a bummer, obviously. We shouldn't change our tone now. Would you rather, if if, if somebody came up to you, uh, a fortune teller, somebody from the future, and they said, all right, Ohio State beats Michigan, but would you rather have it uh, be a blowout or something like 2016 that's really close? You know, both suck, but I guess I'll have to go with 2016. Uh, especially because you can blame it on the refs if you really wanted to, if you're that type of guy, mm. which I tried not to be that year. Uh, I mostly just liked and retweeted things, tried not to have my own opinion on that because uh, I don't like to be known as someone who you know always blames the refs like a lot of people can be. And that was a situation where you had national media members saying blown call wasn't the first down, so on and so forth. So I'll go with the close loss as gut-wrenching and heartbreaking as that is to tune into a three, four-hour football game uh, to watch a result like that. I I think I'm on the opposite end. I think I would rather see Michigan get blown out, something where in like the middle of the third quarter, you know it's not going to happen. And from there, I can just emotionally disinvest myself from the game still be upset obviously and like yell and throw stuff but it it won't it won't take me down to the wire where i'm like emotionally just unstable gut punched (laughs) yes well i'm emotionally unstable win lose draw it doesn't really matter that's just kind of the the nature of the beast inside if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, that's got to be my vote i'm I'm wanting if it's a loss, I'm wanting it to just be uh, quick and quick and painful. You know, just pull the plug middle of the third quarter. I'm I'm paying attention, but uh, I'm giving myself time to to let the let the clock hit zero in the fourth quarter, and I'm not I'm not crying on the ground or anything like that. See, I would have been with you in the Brady Hoke era. 
where it's just you have little to no hope. You had the year where Devin Gardner and the Wolverines went for two and failed. Uh, and, I mean, that's that situation where uh, that didn't feel as bad because you kind of look back, well, at least they had a chance in a year where they, they shouldn't have been even close. So I think I would have been with you years ago before Harbaugh's era. One, I don't think Michigan's the type of team to lose like that, especially the Michigan team we've seen on the field in recent weeks. Uh, and two, I just think that the way the two teams are playing uh, and, and the way the rivalry has gone as of late, including last year, a game that was uh, that Michigan had a chance in at multiple stops, including a lead. Uh, I think that this year is just geared to being a classic game would be my guess. Uh, and so I think the options are a Michigan win. Uh, in any way, shape, or form, including potentially a blowout like they've, they've beat some other teams, or I think it's a close Michigan loss. Maybe not a, a heartbreaking game-losing field goal, uh, but a, a game where four minutes to go, Ohio State takes the lead and, and Michigan can't do anything, maybe has a, a chance and has to kick it away and relies on their defense, gets it back, and has 30 seconds left on the clock and can't finish. I mean, I just don't see that happening, but I do – understand your thought process and believe that there's probably plenty of fans that feel the same way. You know what? Just get it over with. Let me know the outcome in the third quarter and I can just kind of, you know, just sit here sad and, you know, watch the clock hit zero and say, oh, well, what's new? What is new? That's going to do it for us today on the Go Blue Crew. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do it at Ty underscore Fenwick. You can follow Derek at Divine Identity. We, of course, hope that none of this is relevant after Michigan plays Ohio State. But uh, if, if history is any indicator, we'll, we'll be revisiting this for counseling. So thanks for checking us out, and go Blue.